Yeah, I'm curious what you think about because, you know, with your twerking too, it's like, so there's the idea that that, and even when we're talking about wet ass pussy a little bit, mm-hmm. is back to wet ass pussy. Yeah. yeah, you're like, so let's, let's, the title of this let's podcast. Let's pull the thread on wet ass pussy. <laughs> yeah, like wet ass pussy, a debrief. <laughs> it's like, do you believe that that is, and I'm asking this without, I was going to lie and say I don't have my own perspective, but I do have my own perspective. But do you believe that that is female empowerment? And do you believe that twerking, like how is twerking, I don't have a perspective on that, but how is twerking, do you see that as related and is that female empowerment? Yeah. So like the culture I grew up in, in Iran, in Middle Eastern culture, like women aren't allowed to go outside without a headscarf. Women aren't allowed, they don't have equal rights at all. So for me, growing up in a culture like that, that you aren't, like your highest goal is to be a man's item right? And that's how you're literally raised. And that's not just in the Middle East. That's like all around the world, but in like different degrees. It's just the fact in the Middle East, it's still actually like this. So for me, my journey with with hip hop dancing and with twerking has been owning my body, reclaiming what is mine and what is not an item for someone else. Specifically, the action of shaking your lower body, your pelvis, your root chakra. We know now that our hips are where we store our emotions, right? When you do like yin yoga and you're in a pigeon pose, people often start crying because of all of the emotions that they're holding onto in their hips. We also know that shaking helps release your nervous system. So when a zebra is running away from the lion and it finally makes it out in the nick of time, it shakes, it recalibrates its nervous system and releases it. So acts of shaking your hips in some sort of way has existed in many different cultures, belly dancing, you know, African dancing, salsa dancing. If you look at any culture, it has that because our hips, again, we're literally releasing the shame. We're releasing the tension. We're releasing all of, you know, just the trauma that we hold onto there. So it's a somatic practice on its own, whether you're doing it by yourself. But then for me, the act of displaying it is for me, it's a fuck you to the patriarchy. It's a fuck you to the fact that my grandmothers were all in forced child marriages when they were 11 years old. It's a fuck you to the fact that our bodies, I mean, still today are not totally our own. There's still mm-hmm. laws being passed around our bodies. And it's also the fact that people are like, well, isn't it sexualized? What's wrong with sexual energy? I think we often think, oh, if something's sexualized, then it must be coming from this like shadowy, lingering mm-hmm you know, deceptive way of wanting something. Again, I think because the only way that we've seen sexuality is because of the media where there is an agenda, where also 99.9% of the time it was directed by a man. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that woman in her power. Whereas if you go to many different tribes all around the world and you see them dance and you see them celebrate, there is always some form of hip movement and gyration and shaking involved. So I think when people see twerking right now, they will associate it with Cardi B and Megan the Stallion and that movement and be like, what? Like, this is degrading for our young girls. What kind of example are you setting? But then when you go deeper into it, when you actually start twerking mm-hmm. you and you start releasing your own stuff, you're like, wow, I've never let my body experience pleasure. I've never let my my hips release the trauma that they've been holding onto. I've never let myself ground and connect to earth. That's another element of it. When you shake and your knees are bent, you're connecting to that earth energy, which you're bringing up through your body. You literally experience states of like euphoria, of interconnectivity, of oneness that I have never felt in my life outside of like just letting myself go there, ecstatic dancing and shaking and being in community with other people that go there too. So you have to hit that at first people being averse to it. They'll have their 
own perception of it because they've walked through different parts of life. And then for me, I keep holding on to it and holding on to it. And I have so many people that come to me and they're like, at first I hated you. I hated the way that you were showing up online. I hated that you were twerking. I hated it all. And then I started twerking and, and, and I realized that it was like my own, like, you know, wounding from my childhood or my religious trauma or my parents telling me or or me being afraid of the attention that I would get because we also don't live in a world that's safe for women to fully mm-hmm. express. I wouldn't do that like at a typical nightclub in LA because it wouldn't be safe for me to do that there. However, we as women are hiding ourselves. We're dimming our lights. We're dimming our sexualities because we're afraid of what men will do to us mm-hmm. when we're in our power. And that's really where the problem is. That's beautiful. I'm glad you shared that. I like I could listen to you talk about that all day. And I just want to move into like kind of my last questions for you on our beautiful journey. Thinking about the twerking and sort of we talked a little bit about how do we integrate the versions of us and how do we become more of ourselves. And we talked a little bit about our spiritual journeys too and how that's changed. What is this version of you? Like who is the version of you today? Hmm. For me, it everything I go like when I was on my health journey, I'm like, what is the purpose of health? I'm like, really the purpose of health is for me to live my purpose. And then I'm like, what is my purpose? And I'm going to my purpose journey. I'm like, what is really the purpose of having a purpose? And I'm like, to experience joy. So now that's where I'm at. It's a joy journey of like how to bring joy, embody joy and bring that to other people. I think living in joy is the most rebellious act that we can do. And this is speaking from someone who worked in human rights and all of the political and social movements. And and that also has a shape and form. And I think also if people are like, well, what do we do? Donating money is the best thing that you can do to help any cause. And then you being the embodiment of joy, because that lights up the way we can infiltrate social media with joy and celebration and love. And let that be the thing that goes viral. Let that be the thing that people are celebrating. Like, I love when I go on social media and sometimes I go on there and I'm like, I read exactly what I needed to read and mm-hmm. I feel really good and I got some inspiration and like that was a really interesting comment and I walk away from it more full. So for me, being that version of my highest form of joy and also my next thing that I want to create is actually off of social media of creating a center for creativity in Miami where there is a space for artists to, pr- to produce their new albums where you can then do an ecstatic dance, where you can do beautiful rituals and ceremonies, where you can drop in with people. I think so many of us with this hopelessness and loneliness epidemic, we're missing just like unplanned being with community. Yeah. Because right now it's like, okay, I'm going to see you in two weeks at this time until that time. And it's like, it's a lot of work for that. And then sometimes you just don't even want to go. But just to have a place where you can like be creative and like maybe we're like having conversations where like let's just hop on the mic and like let yourself be in that flow and synergy. And that is for me the times that I have felt lonely and hopeless, especially over the past few years, I always come back to like if I was just like around people, like without a point or direction, just like to be in that energy of community, that is really what I need. So so my husband and I are actually coming together to create this center. So stay tuned. I can't wait. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.